Welcome to the podcast of Prophet Bernard L. Bernard Nelson Ishen, the General Overseer of Spirit Life Revival Ministries and the Executive Pastor at the Oracle's Place, the ministry's headquartered branch in Accra, Ghana. A message centered on faith, the prophetic, wisdom, the anointing, and the supernatural. Stay with us because there is a word arranged and aligned by God for you in today's podcast. Now, today's message. Last week, I began taking you through uh, the subject of understanding the spirit of ownership. And I made you to understand that when you are born again, you are born into a kingdom. And Every kingdom has what differentiates it from other kingdom. So we looked at the king in the kingdom. We looked at the culture and the tradition of the kingdom. We looked at the belief system, the language, and the constitution of the kingdom. And I define the spirit of ownership as when you are sold out to the king and you make the kingdom your priority. When you have developed a relationship with the Lord and you are also making his kingdom a priority. I also said that the spirit of ownership is the spirit of responsibility and responsibility comes with growth at a certain level of your work with God you need to be a responsible Christian I also um, spoke about the spirit of ownership being the spirit of faithfulness this morning I want to talk on 12 signs that shows the spirit of ownership is at work. When you begin to study the Bible, you realize that Peter had an encounter with the Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ in Luke chapter 5. And it was that encounter that brought Peter to a realm where he was astonished and after he has brought all the fish to the shore, the Bible says that Peter forsook all and he followed Jesus. Whenever Jesus redeemed someone, one of the things he wants to do is to bring you to him so that you will steady, understand, and know his ways. Then you can now be sent as a representative of Jesus to the world. So when you become born again, you need to have that desire to know the Lord Jesus. And how do you get to know the Lord Jesus? By sitting down and studying the word of God. You will not know the Lord Jesus by observing your pastor or observing other Christians. But one of the ways you will know Jesus Christ that you will never miss it is when you spend time 
to even get to know Jesus. That when Jesus began to choose people who can help him to undertake the assignment God has given to him, the scripture makes us to understand he chose many people, but there were 12 who were with him. And these 12 are referred to as the 12 disciples. And one of them that played a vital role in the Lord's ministry is Simon Peter. In Matthew chapter 16 and 21 to 23, the Bible says from that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples that he must go unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and the chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again from the third day. So when Jesus Christ was with the disciples, he began to speak to them about what was going to happen. And he told the disciples that he would go to Jerusalem. And when he go to Jerusalem, he is going to suffer many things. There are believers who believe that when they go through a season of suffering, then it is a time that God is not with them. But our Lord Jesus Christ went through a period of suffering and he did not suffer one thing. He went there to suffer many things of the elders and of the chief priest. And he said he was going to die and he will be raised again the third day. Now when Peter heard that Jesus was going to die, it seems to fight against his theology of who the Messiah looks like. So in the verse 22 of Matthew 16, the Bible says, then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. You know, Peter had left everything to be with Jesus. This guy was a fisherman and when he experienced Jesus' ministry, he left everything to follow. That's why there was a time he said, we have left all and we have abandoned our lives into your cause. So when Peter began to hear that the Lord Jesus was going to die, Peter was assessing the level of loss he would go through. He knew that the people in his neighborhood have come to the conclusion that Peter was a Jesus boy. And to Peter, following Jesus was not a matter of just three years. To him, it was a matter of eternity. And we have been with you for just three years, and you are now talking about dying. So whilst Peter was listening to the teachings of Jesus, he had an idea. Whilst the word of God was being preached, like I'm preaching this morning, 
Peter had already made up his mind and needs to find a way to deal with Jesus. And the scripture said, Peter took Jesus aside and he began to rebuke him and he began to let him know, now that you are saying you are going to die, if you die right now, where will I be? There are certain expressions of our desire that might be very genuine, but they might not be kingdom oriented. There are a lot of things we want to do. They are genuine expressions of our wishes, of the things we want to see, but they are not kingdom oriented. Every expression of need, every expression of desire that does not go beyond yourself to affect the kingdom will one day cross and destroy you. So what Peter was saying was true. Imagine you have followed Bernard Air Bernard for some time and I begin to tell you I am tired of pastoring you and I want to uh, maybe move to Nigeria which is one of the best places I would love to live if God should give me the permission. And you ask yourself, in fact, even when you were coming, your friends told you, you see all these new generation pastors, you can't trust them. You can invest all your life into them. And one day they can take a decision that will destroy your life. So Peter was considering all these things and was considering um, his investment and felt that you Jesus we have come to follow you because we thought you were the Messiah but you see as Peter I am older than you and so if you are saying something that is not kingdom oriented let me rebuke you but the, the desire of Peter was standing against the expression of the will of divinity as a pastor, I've had a lot of people advising me. And I love it when people advise me. But you see, when the advice I receive is not kingdom oriented, I will hear it, but I will not implement it. I mean like someone was telling me, you know, every Sunday, how I wish that it will either be a miracle service or a prophetic service. These things are very good. But you see, it is not kingdom oriented. And if I want to build a church that will um, last, if I want to build a church that will be like what Jesus Christ wants to do, I will not be coming here to be giving you miracles every day. Am I saying miracles are not good? No. I will not be coming to prophesy to you every day. In fact, I'm thinking about the last time I actively decided to minister in the prophetic in the church. And I cannot even remember. Because you see, there were people who were following Jesus because of the bread they saw. So that means that their following lacked depth. Their following was based on what they received. Now until you have grown in your work with God and your following Jesus is solely based on relationship. You have a lot of problem. I've had people who have left the church 
because they felt like, you know, our pastor does not have time for you. It could be true, but at a certain realm of growth, you don't need pastor to have time for you. You want to have time for the new people who are being born again. I mean, someone say, my father has never visited me. Yeah, Jesus said, when I was in prison, you did not visit me. It is true. But we can't visit everybody. There is a realm of growth you need to get to where you put it upon yourself even to visit people. Am I talking to somebody? So the expression of Peter was genuine, but it was not kingdom-oriented. And anything that is not kingdom-oriented will make kingdom people very angry. So Jesus got angry and he turned and he said unto Peter, the second in command of Jesus Ministries International, the man who have left everything to be with Jesus, he turned and he looked into Peter's eyes and said, get thee behind me, Satan. It was not a pastor it was Jesus who was telling a church member that get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me. For thou severest not the things that be of God, but those that be of man. So there are believers who think about in, 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 uh, in, uh, pleasing men. Who think about the things that men will applaud, men will say they are doing well, but they are not thinking about the things of God. And Peter, as an apostle, have got into this place where his thought was engrossed in the things of men, not in the things of God. So, um, Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. I, I, I'm looking for the day... I will look at somebody and I will say, get thee behind me, Satan. I'm looking at how you are going to behave. I'm looking at the day I will rebuke you and, and I will see your expression. Because there are two things that reveals what is in your heart, pressure and pleasure. There is a way people behave when they don't have pleasure. There is a way people behave when they don't have power. There is a way people behave when they have not made it. There is a way people behave when they have not gotten what they want. People can uh, do all kinds of things. I mean, but the day they receive what they are looking for, that is when you will know the quality of their heart. Then the second thing is pressure. When you are under pressure, like some of you who have been chosen to serve in the choir, when you are under pressure, when before service, you and your wife have argued. And maybe it nearly even turned into a fight. Under that kind of pressure, we will see whether you will be able to come and discharge your responsibility. And that, that side where you, uh, a movement to coming for a program that has been advertised, then you receive a call, you have been sacked from work. In that moment of pressure, so I want to see people who have been able to survive pleasure and who have been able to survive pressure. If you have not survived pleasure and you have not survived pressure, you have not been tested. You have not been tested at all. So Jesus Christ rebuked Peter 
and look at the description Jesus used to describe Peter. You are the devil. You look like the devil. And Jesus said, you are an offense to me. Imagine I look at Prophet Vincent and I said, Prophet Vincent, you are an offense to me. I know Prophet Vincent will be able to bear it, but many of you, you run away. You will say, it isn't church that we came that now it has turned into an insult meeting. But, but, but you see, when years ago, I was dating a lady and uh, we did it for some time and we never fought and if you know me I can do things intentionally that is me I can, and I can do it for years I can because I want to know what is in you I don't like having people around me when they have not been tested Prophet Salam was serving me he never entered into my compound for years. When we get to my house, just at the gate, give me everything, go. He never entered my compound. Prophet, listen, the same thing. Because as at that time, I felt like if you have not been tested, you see, everyone can come and say, Papa, we love you. But until the love you proclaim has been tested, we will not know whether it is love. Whenever I attend weddings, I get excited though. But I'm waiting when the test of the marriage start coming. Whether the things you are saying, whether the way you are smiling, whether we'll see the same thing. So I was dating this girl and I will misbehave. I mean, I can tell her, uh, I'm, I'm coming to see you. And it will be one week and I've not come. And when I appear, she's excited to see me. I mean, there is a realm for that. But when it become continuous, I felt like this girl is not genuine. I mean, I can, I can call her. You see, I'm just on my way and I will not come. I can do things and she will never complain. And I was surprised. All the months we dated, she never got angry. But at the end of the day, I realized that this was a scam. So, a lady who cannot get angry with me when I deserve someone to be angry, I left. It was too true to be true. But many years after, I realized that that is one of the best decisions. So, I rebuke you. Your facial expression changes. I mean, I remember one day, I rebuked Max Brace. And someone called Max Brace. Ah, don't you get angry? Why? Ah, who is he? <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, Prophet Bernard, yeah, Bernard. Who is he? Ah. What is that? I don't know. See, I want to know what you are made up of. Some of you, the way you insult your husbands and your wives at home, we don't know. So when we meet like this, like all of us, like we are like angels. But, but, but you see, it's because we have not messed up yet too. It's because we have not messed you up yet. It's because we have not come into your situation yet. The same way you treat your husband, you would have treated us the same way. Am I talking to somebody? Am I talking to you? So, so Jesus wanted to know what was in Peter. So he said, I mean, what is wrong with me giving a suggestion? I mean, we're having a committee meeting. And you say you will die. And I say, don't die. Don't die. If I'm saying don't die, is, is it not a good thing that I'm telling you don't die? How 
how must you get angry? You Jesus, why must you get angry and start calling me Peter? The man who have left everything to. Were you not the one who saw me catching fishes that I left them? Didn't I leave? I left my wife. I left my children. I left my business. I left everything and I made you my priority. And today you are telling me that I am Satan. Take your church. I won't come again. That would have been your response if you were Peter that Jesus was talking to. But you see, the heart of Peter was revealed. Look at the next chapter. Look at the next chapter. In chapter 71, in chapter 17, verse 1, the Bible says, And after six days, Jesus take Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bring them up into a high mountain apart. After the guy was rebuked, six days later, he was with Peter. Jesus was with him. Peter was not angry because to them, the goal is more important than the role. To them, it is not what I am going through. It is where we are going to. To them, eternity is of more value than the present suffering. To them, being mocked for the sake of the gospel is more important than having all the things in this world. So Peter knew there was an agenda. Peter knew there was something they wanted to accomplish. So if I will be insulted for the sake of the gospel, as long as the gospel will be executed, let it be so. Let it be so. Am I talking to somebody? I, I wish I can have church members, pastors and leaders that I don't have to be careful of my words. I don't have to be careful about who get offended. Because when you're in a place where you want to be careful and careful, you can't be yourself. We don't know whether this thing we are going to say, whether you'll be happy or not. And that is not me. Me, as long as it is godly, I will deal with it. I we don't know whether you have diabetes or whatever. So today there is a song here. When we touch you, you say, Ajay, we touch your head. You say, Ajay, we touch you. He said, we don't know what happened. Like, like, Mr. Somwa Yeboah. Like, you see, today, when I rebuked him sometime, today he has come. Like, when I rebuked him, oh, who is Papa? Next time, we don't know whether to really rebuke you or not to rebuke you. So, 12 signs. You know, this COVID-19, COVID there are certain symptoms that shows COVID-19. That's why when you get the, the have the, you say, how do they call that thing? Eh? Or sanitizer. That thing they used to point your head and your hands. Eh? Temperature gun. Thermometer gun. Confuse me. When you don't know, people confuse you like that. Thermometer gun. So that we want to check your temperature. 
Because they say that one of the signs is high temperature. So we want to find out. So immediately we see your temperature goes beyond a certain level. We want to be aware and tell you that, Charlie, can we take you out somewhere and find when they say some have to do with coughing and all those things. So there are symptoms that will show. When a woman is pregnant, there are symptoms that will show. In the same way, when a believer um, has the spirit of ownership, when a kingdom-oriented person is operating with the spirit of ownership, there are certain symptoms or certain signs that will show. In fact, even when I am coming to church, there are symptoms that will show I will come to church. If by the time you are in church, and it's 9.15 and I'm not here, then the symptom shows that I'm not the one preaching or I will not come at all. I, I, are you with me? When I am coming, if you see a taxi coming in, it is not the symptom or the sign that it is the guy who is coming. But when you see my car coming, you know that, oh, definitely the guy is in it. So what are the signs that shows that the spirit of ownership is at work? Number one, Number one, the spirit of kingdom priority. Many years ago, some people, some men of God, decided to mess up with my life. And they sat down and they concocted all kinds of lies and all kinds of stories about me. Very degrading stories. How I wish that what they were saying was true. And in my usual self, I like fighting, but I don't fight until you begin to fight me. So I kept quiet for almost a year, gathering information. Because in the school of battle, information is vital. Never go to war when you don't have the right information. And when I gathered all my information, I was going to bring all of them down. I was going to disgrace all of them. I was, so I began sending messages to all of them. I am ready for you. You thought you have disgraced me. You know how to lie on me. I am now ready for you. And this guy began to send other men of God to come and talk to me. And everyone who comes, I tell them, none of them should get me angry. When this guy was fooling, none of you call him to order. But when I am ready to hit back, you want to call me to order. Some of them we spoke, I said, sir, everything you have said, I have heard it. But the truth is, I will not work with it. Are you following me? And I began to do my own thing. Then I was there when uh, this bishop who has preached for me called me to see me. And I really did not like the call that came from that bishop who is in America. I did not like it. Because he's a man I love. He's a man I respect. And when my mind is made up of anything, I make sure I don't talk to my wife about what my mind is made up of. I make sure I don't talk to Robert Vincent about what my mind is made up of. When I make up my mind, there is no amount of begging that can change it. So I was going to fight my own battle the way I thought was best. And this would have been a major scandal in this Ghana and everywhere. And I went there and I got angry and I got up and I said, sir, 
when these people were doing, you never called them to order. And the man said one thing. The man said one thing. And he said, you have a genuine reason to fight and to do what you want to do. But have you thought about the kingdom? Have you thought about the kingdom? What broke me was that intervention of that man. Because me too, I was going to fight. Your pastor likes fighting. Your pastor knows how to fight. Your pastor can keep quiet, but when he's ready to fight, he fights. But when the man brought the issue of the kingdom in, and he began to cite examples of two men of God in America who were involved in a certain kind of fight, and the great things that God was doing with them. Immediately, I said to myself, Pape, Now, when you are someone who makes the kingdom a priority, it is no longer about your feeling. It is about whether what I am doing will advance the cause of Christ. So with all the things I have paid people to work for me to get, with all the things I have received over a period, I needed to keep quiet. And it's very painful. I was really in pain that I could not have the opportunity also to speak my own story. But kingdom priority made me not to do it. Kingdom priority is making the king and his kingdom your topmost priority. It's placing them above all other things. As a pastor, Anything that concerns the kingdom concerns me. So, Matthew chapter 6, chapter 3, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So, if you understand the place of kingdom priority, wherever you are working, you are not thinking about your employer first. You are thinking about if what I am doing will advance the cause of Christ. When you are interacting with people, when you are dealing with people, it is not only about the transaction, whether I, I will become an example and an able representative of the kingdom. Whether what I am doing will draw someone closer to the Lord Jesus. When kingdom priority becomes your working expression, you are mindful of what you do. You are mindful of what you say. You are mindful of what you get yourself involved in. How I wish we would have a lot of Christians who are not so conscious about the church they are part of, but they are conscious about the kingdom. You know there are believers who can sit on radio and insult a pastor as long as that pastor is not their pastor. But if it were to be their pastor, they would not do that. It is because they are not thinking about kingdom. If you were a Ghanaian in this time when election results have come and there are disagreement everywhere, one of the things you will not think about is to think about war. You will tell the other party who says they will not agree that they can go to court 
and seek for redress and seek for justice. But if what you are thinking about is that Ghana should turn into anything, you are not really making the kingdom your priority. Because when the kingdom is your priority, it will affect the things you do here on earth. Number two, the spirit of full persuasion. The spirit of full persuasion. Many are involved in things that they are not convinced about. Many are involved in relationship they are not fully persuaded about. Many are in businesses that they are not fully persuaded about. As a pastor and as a Christian, I am so persuaded about the birth the death, the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. I am so persuaded that after all that we have done, there is going to be a day of judgment. I am so persuaded that all of us will come before the throne of God to give an account of everything we have done on earth and every ideal word that has come out of our mouth. So my persuasion is not based on whether someone backslide or not. When I became born again and I was sitting under my pastor and my father, Reverend Ebu Hassan, I was so persuaded about his life, about his message, about his ministry, that today no evil thought has ever dropped into my mind. I was so persuaded about his person that when I come to church and he's done ministering and we're about to close, I get sad that church is about to close. I'm always looking for another opportunity to hear the word of God, the way he delivers the word of God. Yet there are several men of God anointed in different dimension. But one man of God, I could not wait every Sunday, every Thursday to hear him preach the word of God. It's my father, Reverend Ebu Asai. Today, I thank God that uh, they have started doing um, 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 live streams on Facebook. So every day after seven, I go and download pastor to pastor. I download seven because that voice, hearing that voice, why? Full persuasion. Do you know when you are not fully persuaded about the guy, you will be, you will be telling the guy, uh, wait a little, wait a little. And it's about three years. It's because you are not fully persuaded. Do you know when you are not fully persuaded about the lady, even in public, you don't want people to be, to see the two of you together because you are not fully persuaded. I am fully persuaded about Jesus and fully persuaded about what I do. There are times when I'm traveling, I can meet people at the airport. In, in, whilst many people are there and they say, man of God, pray for me. And I will close my eyes and I began to pray because I am fully persuaded. There are ladies who are fully persuaded in exposing their breasts. And the way they do it, they are not ashamed. They do it with star. So when I'm praying for people in public, I pray with star. I pray with some swag because I am fully persuaded. Never be part of anyone's dream. Never be part of anyone's organization. 
Never be part of anyone's life when you cannot answer the question of fully persuaded. Are you fully persuaded about the person you are dating? Are you fully persuaded about the person you are married to? Are you fully persuaded about where you are working? Are you fully persuaded about your leader? If you cannot answer that question, don't be part of it. I am fully persuaded about Ghana and I'm fully persuaded about Africa. That if you are with me and you say any negative thing about Ghana or Africa, I can get angry. Never do that when I'm around. If you believe in America, fine. If you believe in Europe, fine. If you believe in Asia, fine. But me, I believe in Ghana and I believe in Africa. So when you are around, and some of you, you are following a guy on Facebook who call himself whatever and he keeps on insulting Ghana. Yes, some of the things he says are true. Because if our leaders will not build hospitals that can help them, but when they get sicknesses and disease, they will be flown outside that they are not treating us well. But there is a way of saying it and not making it look as if we are fools. We are not. We don't live in a bush. And you are following, you are liking it. I get surprised. Me, I, my respect for you eh, is connected to who you are. What you do. If I, even what you like on Facebook. There are people I unfollow them because they wish some people happy baby. I unfollow. You are not serious. That is me. So, I am fully persuaded about this nation. So, don't be insulting us. Yes, some of our leaders might not be doing the right thing. But don't be insulting us. Don't be telling us all kinds of things. One day, I was in my own car with one of my pastors. And whilst we were going, when I was taking him home. Then we go to a filling station. And he says that, do you know in America and as for me, I've never been to America. The Lord said, don't travel for 16 years. So I know Chiberia, Kumase, Latabio Koshi, Mamprobi, that is what I know. They said that, do you know in America or wherever, when you are going to fill your, your, your tank, um, no one, you just put them and say, if this thing come to Ghana, they will steal. I got angry. I said, what did you say? He repeated, I said, get down from my car. Get down. And I, you know, Apostle John Francis, he was the one. And I gave him money. I said, take money, take taxi and come home. You sit in this car. That is how my love, my persuasion about Ghana is. Don't say anything negative and let me hear. If you want to do anything, let it be constructive criticism. Let it be constructive. Don't let project other people above this nation above this continent when I'm around it can be the last time we'll be friends it can be the last time I am so persuaded about my father Apostle Emmanuel Nkum there was a man of God who was a blessing to me and one day we're talking and the man of God brought Apostle Emmanuel Nkum's name I did not know whether what he was going to say was negative or positive I cut him off you know him for over 11 years, he has never stepped here. I cut him off. That is me. Don't pollute me. Don't pollute me. The same way you can't pollute me about my biological father. Don't try to say anything negative. Even if it is true, you pretend you can't tell me. I will cut you off. Why? I am fully persuaded. Do you know why people can come to you and this this church? 
Do you know why people can come to and insult your pastors and your leaders to you? Because you are suspicious. You are not fully persuaded. When you are fully persuaded, it will show in the things you do. Are you fully persuaded? Are you fully persuaded? I am fully persuaded about my children and about their destiny that I am ready to do everything that can help them become what they must become. Do you know why you are an irresponsible mother and an irresponsible father that today you don't know whether your children have eaten or not, whether because you have a problem with your husband or your wife, you have neglected their children because you are not fully persuaded. You are not fully persuaded. Like a woman who came for prayer that I insulted her. You have a problem with your husband. What have the children done? And your baby was less than six months old. You carried the baby and you threw the baby on your husband and you left. 25 years later, you want prayer to look for that baby. I said, Madam, you are not serious. Don't come to me again. Don't come to me again. But I pray for that child. That child will look for the mother and take care. Because that's what the Bible says. But for the woman, she's not serious. Look at this scripture. John chapter 6. She's the 6. Now Jesus Christ was begin, was teaching the disciples a lot of things. Then he began to talk about deep things. So in John 6, Jesus said, the Bible says, From that time, many of his disciples went back. And walk no more with him. So these people were disciples. So it is not, they were disciples. See, if you know the meaning of the word disciple, they were not church members. They were disciples. When Jesus Christ came, he had the multitude. And he had the disciples. Among the disciples, we had the 12. We had the 70. Among the 70, we had the 12, and among the 12, we had the 3, and among the 3, we had the 1. So there are different grades of being a disciple. But here, we don't know which of the disciples. But the Bible said from that time, when Jesus began to say, until you drink my blood and you eat my, my flesh, they became offended. And many, not some. So as a pastor, when people leave, I understand. Because some love Jesus. But you see, when you are living, live in a good way. And what do you think? Some people think I'll call them. I don't have the time now. When I have the time, I'll call them. Many of his disciples went back. When, when persuasion lags in your life, you can easily become bitter in the church. You can easily become offended. So, uh, throughout the COVID, Papa has not visited my family. Have you visited Papa's family? Throughout the COVID, nobody has come. They don't know what I'm going through. Do you know what we are going through? So there are church members are called now. There's no discussion about church. How are you? I called to check up on you. Hope everything is okay. I'm praying for you. God bless you. That is the end. You want us to discuss that why you, why are you not coming to church? It belongs to you. When, for when you are not fully persuaded, you begin to see mistakes. Everything we do, you see mistakes. Now this place is hot. Is it true? But haven't you been to a place that is hotter than here? Now you say, when I come to church, the place is hot. But first, you were not complaining. But when persuasion lags, complaint comes in. 
You can easily complain. When Papa preaches, it looks like he wants to blast. I cannot come around when they are going to. It's because you are not fully persuaded. Ask someone, are you fully persuaded? And walk no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve. So they will always be the twelve. Will you also go away? Now that people are leaving. Now that people are going. Jesus said, will you also go away? Then Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? When you know who you have been called to. When you know the church that will help you become like Christ. When you know the pastor who is your pastor. When your pastor says go away. You say pastor to whom shall we go? When pastor says I have sacked you. Can you look for another church? You say pastor to whom shall we go? When the pastor says you will not usher. Don't let me see you usher. You, you say pastor. To whom shall we go? So they said to Jesus, To whom shall we go? Thou hast the words. Words. They were saying, We place so much value on your words. It is not about what you do for us. But the people led because of what Jesus was doing for them. Some were offended because they wanted fish. They could not get fish. But Peter said, to whom shall we go? You have the words. That's why as a pastor and as a prophet, I have decided to teach you. Because when I begin to teach, it will separate a lot of people. You came for prophecy, I will not prophesy. You came for miracle, there will be no miracle. I will preach the words of eternal life. He said, you have the words of eternal life. You have the words of eternal life. And look at what he said. You have the words of eternal life. Okay. And we believe and assure. So believe is one thing. And sure is one thing. So we believe and assure that thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. So why were they staying? Because they have concluded our life is connected to Jesus. Number two, he has the words of eternal life. Number three, we believe. Some people doubt their pastors. And every day they are sitting under them. Every Sunday they want to hear the word. But they doubt them. Their mind has been corrupted. And every Sunday they are coming to hear. Nothing will change. The Bible says believe in God. And you shall be established. Believe his prophet. And you shall prosper. It said we believe. Number four. We are sure. Are you sure? I am sure of prophet Vincent. And Panama. I am sure that many can say, Papa, we love you with your mouth. But when it comes to Prophet Vincent Banama, I am sure. I am sure. Are you persuaded? In Romans 8:35, it says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? But broken hearts separated you. I have seen people come to this church without knowing each other. 
and they fall in love in the church and they don't even let any leader know they are in love and while they are in love the love does not work and when the love does not work they want the church that did nothing for them to be in love to suffer for their lack of love they stay away from church they don't come to church so so your relationship separate when we are quoting this scripture don't quote it it's a who not what who shall separate us there are times your pastor can preach a hard message but don't let your pastor separate you from the love of Christ there are times people in the department can hurt you they can gossip about you they can offend you they can talk about you they can speak ill of you more than what people in the world would do but the question is who shall separate us from the love of Christ shall tribulations or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or soul as it is written for thy sake we are killed all the day long and we are counted as sheep for the slaughter nay in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us for i am persuaded for i am persuaded that neither death there are some of you if they should put gun at your head to deny you would deny there are some of you if you see I, 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 I don't know how God does it. But how at times by the prophetic, I can have access into people's text messages. Eh? It's so serious. Yeah. How I can have access into the WhatsApp chat of people. It is so serious. And when you hear the discussion, you say, hey, like yesterday. When I began to say, hey, God, this word they keep us. There's some keepers. He said, for I am persuaded. If you are giving money right now to betray your pastor, some of you, you will do it. Even with that money, look at the way you are betrayed. You will do it quick. If you are giving a job to betray, you will do it. I mean, I have seen it before. That there was a member of the church that this guy, almost every guy was giving 500 Ghana cities or I forgot it. Then this guy, so every 500 up, I forgot. So you let me... Let me make it even 200 cities a week. Then I give it, and I never knew this guy from anywhere, and I decided to help the guy. I mean, I brought him from somewhere and things like that. And one day, through me, he got connected to somebody close to me. And the person gave him a job and employed him to work for him. And the person was giving him 500 Ghana cities a month. And this person can go on social media and go and write, hey, my destiny gender, my destiny gender. And I told him, this guy is very dangerous. This guy is very dangerous. If you have opportunity, he can kill us. Somebody, I bring you from somewhere, not knowing your mother. I am not your destiny something. Somebody gave you 500 for working. I gave you money without working. I paid your school fee without knowing. And you are calling somebody your destiny dear and dear. There are people in this church who will speak evil of the church and pastors will still be relating with them. And I ask myself, are they really persuaded? 
Are they really persuaded? There are people as a pastor in this church. The forgiveness of God is in my heart. But they can never do anything that is directly connected to me. One day I called Mr. Sean. Get me people to do. And he added a lady. I said, listen to me, Mr. Sean. I am warning you from my heart from today. If anything I am involved, don't add this lady. I said to him, have you seen this guy? Don't, he's a Christian. Don't add. But you see, these are dangerous people. That people will still be relating and be celebrating. Relating and celebrating. It's because we have not shared our side of what they have done. Because you are not persuaded. Anyone, I was with my father, Reverend Dr. Victor say, and how I wished I met that man. And I met that man. The out of meeting him, I had a relationship with the pastor in the church. The pastor and the wife left. And I loved that pastor and the wife dearly. Immediately he left. Because I did not agree in the way they left. That was the end of our relationship. When he calls me, it's when I want. When we talk, so sure, that is it. But this is a pastor. Every time I'm in Kumasi, I'm with him. Every time. Why? If you don't do that, I cannot endorse rebels. For whatever reason. I cannot. Especially when rebels have not repented. When rebels have not re- God cannot forgive someone who has not asked for forgiveness. So that's what there are a lot of sinners around. When rebels. But you see, church folks can be so naive. And at times you look at them. There was a church member who left the church. And I didn't know why he left. And I said, pastor. No, your pastor, I don't like calling. I don't like picking calls. Because people can be very mean. So I want to always have my space. So when you can respect me, I respect you. When you can respect me, I will respect you. You offended, you can able to explore, Papa, you know this thing you did, you offend. I like people like that. That people keep in it and they know they are offended. Then I called this church member. I called, I called, he won't pick I called, he won't pick. And I will send a message, Mr. So and so, this Bernard, Bernard, he will read, he will not mind me. I will call, he will read, he will not mind me. And I will send people to his house. I just want to talk to you. Because if you have left the church, we are not enemies. But you see, many years after, I saw people are taught we can trust. Yesterday's message. Are you a person that can be trusted? Are you a person who have been tested? Are you a person who is thoughtful? So we have many churches who are not thoughtful. They sympathize with people because leadership have not shared their side of the story. And they say they are the victims. Which victims? Which victims? When you are persuaded, there was a man. He went to do something about Sunday Bishop Dad. As you know, I was going to beat the man. I was going to call him to tell him my mind. What about them? What about them? Who made me do about them? It became bloody. But you know, that, you know, they are the oldest ones that they deserve it. Let me be sure, one after the other. When you are fully persuaded, there are things you can't stand. I am fully persuaded about Ghana. So NDC cannot plunge this nation into anything. NPP cannot do. Goom cannot do. I am a Christian. So after election, I don't belong to NPP. I don't belong to NDC. I don't belong to Goom. I belong to Ghana. Haven't you finished voting? 
So if anyone believe he has won, it is up to him. If anyone think they have not won, it's up to them. But let us use what we have said, the legal process of addressing it. Nobody will destroy this nation. But you, you see, you are more of a party more than a Ghanaian. You are more of a party more than a Ghanaian. I am so persuaded. When you are persuaded about something, you don't want people to destroy it. But see, when you are not persuaded, you want to kill it. You want to destroy it. It's I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, neither height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Are you persuaded? Many church members are not persuaded. Many Christians are not persuaded. So it's show in what they do. They are not persuaded about heaven. So when they are sinning, they sin with that question. They are not persuaded that God want them to make it. So when they go to their workplace, they sleep, they are lazy, and they come to church to pray, and they complain. When you are persuaded about God, and you are persuaded about what he's about to do, you will have full obsession. You will give yourself without reservation. Do you know why you are not in any department? It's because you are not fully persuaded. When I wake up in the morning, no one has to tell me to do what I must do as a husband. No one. At times our children are small, little, so they can't do things. So when at times whilst my wife is buffing them, I am sweeping. Why? I am persuaded that this is my house. This is my family. I don't need anyone. Do you know why you are very good when it comes to sound? You have a diploma in sound management. You have a degree in sound management. But every Sunday, we have people who are faithful but lack excellence handling our sound department. And every time there must be a problem with the sound department and we have never taught for once, how can I handle it? How can I handle it? It's because you lack persuasion. Number three, the spirit of kingdom investment. Nigerians are building Nigeria. Japanese build Japan. Americans build America. Do you know why every time you want to go to America? Because you are selfish. You don't want to build Ghana. You want to leave Ghana and go to where others are built. Do you know why you want to be part of a mega church? You forget that a mega church is the sacrifice of many people, the contribution of many people for many years. Do you know why you want to marry a lady who, ha- who earns six-figure salary, a lady who has five cars? It's because you are lazy. Do you know why you want a man to marry you in order to take care of you? Because you are lazy. You don't understand kingdom investment. When kingdom investment is at work, everywhere you get to, you don't ask, what can they give to me? You ask, what can I give to them? What can I add to them? What can I do to make it different? In this relationship, how am I contributing to the lack of peace? 
What can I do on my little way? Even when I am dating an unbearable person, what can I do to have peace? What can I do in this marriage? What can I do in this situation? Our pastors are not calling us. Can I tell pastor, I want to take over the visitation arm because you yourself, you are selfish. So you can't do that work. What can I do? We need believers who will go to the workplace, the marketplace and ask, what can we do in politics? Many have entered politics stealing our money. Stealing our money. And we need people. What can we do? What can we do to build Ghana? What can we do to build this business? This is where I get my salary. This is where I take care of my children. This is where I have my livelihood. What can I do? I don't have to gossip about this work. I don't have to be lazy. I don't have to go to work late. I need to contribute because my productivity, his productivity, their productivity become the productivity of the organization. When I decide not to be productive, it is affecting the total productivity of that organization. So what can I do? The spirit of kingdom investment. There is no way I would have been able to preach if the people, some people did not come to clean this place because there was a wedding here. So I have prepared the word, but I couldn't have preached. If every place was messed up, somebody made it happen. Somebody made it happen. When we came here, this is not how this place looked. But little by little, we are getting there. We are not there yet. Somebody's making it happen. Someone played the drum this morning. So in, you heard the music. You love the music. What are you doing? Kingdom investment. Matthew seven twenty one. Kingdom investment. Invest in your beloved. Invest in your business. Invest in your husband. Invest in your wife. Invest in your children. Invest in your mother. Invest in your siblings. Invest in the church. Invest in the church. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure. Press down. Shaking together. Good for me, man of God. Matthew chapter 7, 21. Or you read. If they won't give my you read. Matthew 7, 21. Oh no. Oh, Matthew 16, Matthew 621. Matthew 621. Do you know there are people who don't care if Ghana goes to war, their children in America? They have already taken their children to America. Do you know why people say, Can you go and fight? Their children are not among the people fighting. They are not. So as for you can go and fight, but as for their children, they can't fight. Because their children is not here. Do you know why some politicians don't care about our educational structure? From primary to university. Why do you think that when people have good money, they either would rather want to take their children to international schools? Why? Because their children have not been there. So they don't know how the cytos look like. I'm tell- I said they don't know how the cytos look. They don't know. Do you know why some people in this election, all that they were praying, they should be violent. They have nothing to lose. 
a common dinner. So ni strategy and he said, Nanka Sembinsi, Niyan Bushop Bieni, Niankoveska Kakra, Yanko Banko, Niankoveska Kakra. They are thieves. But you see, if you are built in this nation, if you have something to lose, you believe in the power of negotiation than the power of war. When I see people snatching ballot box, they have nothing to lose. They if you shoot them and no, 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 they have nothing to lose. Did you see any member of parliament snatch a box? Because they knew they have something. But if, if I snatch this boy and they shoot me, how will I win the election? Even when I'm declared as the winner, how will I say to when I'm already dead? How? I'm talking to you this morning. We need that spirit of kingdom investment. You are not an usher. There is a woman in this church. She's not in any department. But she will come Saturday to make sure this place is arranged. This place is clean up. You, you are the boss. You are the boss. Boss lady. So when church pastor is even preaching, that is when you are coming. And when you say, he said, I don't like coming to church. You know, when I come, Papa will blast. If I don't blast, who will blast? If I don't blast, who will blast? Kingdom investment. Many can give money to their dear friends, but they can never give money to the church. Stinginess in the church. Many believe when you give to support a political party, it is good. When you give to smoke weed, it is good. When you, you give to a prostitute, it is good. When you give to an armed robber, it is good. When you give to your girlfriend, it is good. But when you give to church, they have a problem. You know, it has affected you in every way. Where your treasures are, that is where your heart will be. I can't imagine Minea get married and any man from the moon, from the star or from the sun try to lay hands at him. He will see I am not only a man of God. I am also a conqueror. I will conquer him. I'm telling you that you can lay your hands on my daughter. Who born chicken? No born dog. Huh? You lay your hands. Are you okay? Have you ever been able to slap yourself before? But see, when you have not invested in anything, it's easy to destroy. Do you know why even, you know, in a church like there can be problems, so there can be issues. Do you know why you don't care how, oh, yeah, kayanka, say, say, because you have nothing to lose. But if you have something to lose, you will know how to go about it. You will know how to go about When was the last time you released money in the church? Even offering, you will not give. You are listening to a pastor on Facebook who has built the church with tithe and offering. And he's now telling him, tithe and you are following. Keep on following. When you marry, go to Facebook, let him uh, officiate your wedding for you on Facebook. You don't pay tithe. You are looking at my face. I went through the tithe records. Man of God, people don't pay tithes. Igwe does not pay tithes. Igwe cannot remember the last time he paid tithes. Because he said, my tithe is the song, the song I sing to God. It is my tithe. Yes, it is tithe. Let your money tithe also come. Am I talking to somebody? Am I talking to somebody? But see, if you believe you have invested in something, you protect your investment. You protect your investment. 
you have invested your time, your energy, your strength, your resources, your technical abilities, your intellectual abilities, your finances, in building spirit life. You have invested prayer in building spirit life. You will not sit down for anyone to destroy spirit life. If Jesus Christ died for us, you will not let anybody destroy anybody that Jesus Christ has already died for. Kingdom investment. When we understand kingdom investment, it will affect our dealings. That in any relationship we find ourselves in, we are not looking for what we want. We are looking what can I add. So many young ladies cannot marry because the men are not their type. Why? Because the man does not have three cars. Sit down. That type of man will come. They don't know. When Akufuado's wife met him, he was not his excellence. They started building from somewhere. Why won't you go and look for somebody? So you say, everybody, you know, he doesn't have seven cars. Sit down and keep quoting. He doesn't have seven cars. He doesn't, she doesn't look like a model. Is it model you want to marry? Then go to Facebook. Some of them are there. When you see them in person, some of you, you are, you are in, uh, you are looking for wives at, uh, do they call it tender or fender or what they call it? I'm not serious. Tender. Tender. So we are talking about seven guys on tender. 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 I don't know tender. You are tender. Tender. I pray for you. Let us come to the place of kingdom investment. Our parents have invested in us. It is our responsibility to invest in them back. Our pastors have invested. We have invested. We have invested. Ask yourself, God, what can I do in the church? Where can I employ my abilities? Where can I employ my strength? Lord, I am good when it comes to talking with people. Can I take over the role of interacting with first timers? Lord, I am a communication expert. Can I be the link between the church and the first timers to talk to them? You, it is not your problem. You come to church. All those who came late, you are coming for second service. Oh, if 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 you like, when you close, go. This when I say they say your pastor dear, your pastor dear. Say your pastor can't say it. So your pastor dear, he can say it. It's even a message. Kingdom investment. Kingdom investment. You know, I have seen some elderly people who will not come to church because they said that COVID nineteen day and day. But when people are married, they can go. Even including people in my own family. Yeah. Yeah. So I look at that kind of wisdom and I ask myself, is it that the church, the church in Enfamu, I'm telling, I say church, you know, Enfamu, yeah, Enfamu. Yesterday I was at two weddings and I saw people, early people say, hey, See, when something is not what you have invested for, giving an excuse becomes easy. Who would decide to get married? And the day of the marriage, he has paid for everything. She has paid, I will not come. 
and the extreme situations when certain things happen. I pray that the spirit of ownership will come upon this church. As a pastor, that is my prayer in this season. When I have less than almost a year to start traveling, the spirit of ownership is what I wish for this church. And what I wish for this church, that this is my church. That is my pastor. No, we are not only your pastor when people say good things about us. When they say bad things about us, we are still your pastors. Okay, sir. Oh, oh, sir. You, you, you are afraid to associate with us. Homo dear temp. Close your eyes. Begin to pray. Tell God to baptize you with the spirit of ownership. Ask God to baptize you with the spirit of ownership. Ask God to baptize you with the spirit of ownership. Ask God to baptize you with the spirit of ownership. Ask God to baptize you with the spirit of ownership. Ask God to baptize you with the spirit of ownership. Lord, let it take over this congregation. Let it take over this congregation. That we understand that we are part of the kingdom. And the church is an aspect, an expression of the kingdom. Help us to give our all, our all to the Lord Jesus Christ. Help us to give our all to this ministry, to our leaders, to our department, to our tribes. Father, help us to give all to our, our organizations, our businesses, where we work, our relationship, our marriages. Oh, my Father, let the spirit of ownership take over our life in our workplaces, in our nation. Let it help us to do things that will advance the cause of the African continent, the cause of Africa, the cause of Ghana. Father, we pray the spirit of ownership, the spirit of ownership. Let it be our portion, Lord. Let it be our portion, Lord. Father, I thank you. I bless you for this morning and I ask for grace. I ask for grace for the next level in Jesus' name. Amen. Can you give the Lord a mighty, mighty, mighty clap offering? We believe you have been blessed and inspired by today's word. For more of such messages, follow God's Oracle via podcast at Prophet Bernard L. Bernard Nelson Nation and at Prophetic Faculty. You can also reach Prophet Bernard L. Bernard on plus 233 or follow Prophet Bernard L. Bernard on social media via the following handles. At Prophet Bernard L. Bernard on Instagram. At Prophet Bernard L. Bernard Nelson Nation on Facebook. And at Prophet Bernard L. Bernard Nelson Nation on YouTube. Thank you and God bless you.